Going live in five, four. Welcome to the first holiday episode for So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics, we're not going to be throwing numbers, we're just going to ask at the end of the movie, so did you like it? I am your co-host, Sir Square, and joined as always with our illustrious other co-host. I am your new tutor who is here to teach you about maths and English, and I am exactly who I say I am, and I would never lie to you. Cause. As I vet this tutor with a thorough background check, we did really just kick off the spooky season with A Christmas Prince, the Netflix film written by Karen Shaler and Nathan Atkins, directed by Alex Zam. This is the story of a down-on-her-luck journalist being sent on a mission by, well, I guess sent on a story to Aldovia, a kingdom that really cares about Christmas and a a flighty prince who's supposed to become king and how they fall in love and how why do I enable you you know like sometimes I really have to break down the fact that I enable you like I asked you to do this podcast because we have such great like back and forth and like I love talking to you about film but then I just enable all of your bad decisions so here we are for the first episode of October talking about a Christmas prince guess I'll have to get into uh, the reasoning on that one then huh so (laughs) I have I have a brother. I would say he's known me for all of my life. That seems to make sense. Um, he usually knows when I have a bad idea because I just say things when I have an idea. I think it's uh, I all like do that jab with like the elbow and I'm like, hey, 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 this would be it would be really dumb if we did this, right? And he knows me for long enough to go, yeah, that would be dumb. Yeah, so uh, probably not. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fair. Or he'll say like, yeah, maybe maybe another time. And so he'll just he'll just you know curb my bad ideas <laughs> just head them off right away uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh you don't seem to have that um <laughs> you don't seem to have that built in to stop the the dumbass ideas as they come in as i go and i say oh i just feel like i, I shouldn't like, have to i feel like I'd you should like, know when I'd things like, are dumb and i feel like hey, you'll hey, learn one hey, day this would be, it'd be really dumb what if we did this and you're like no don't t- don't give me that because you go I like it. That's a great idea. We should fucking do that. I'm like, oh, shit, for real? Okay. And a couple of times, now that we've started doing this podcast and done some of my dumb ideas, remember March? Um, I... <laughs> hey, March turned out... I feel like March I, turned uh, out oh, great. Oh, I'm glad you have such fond <laughs> memories now. So far away. <laughs> I, uh... Hey man, with the passage of time, as my continued ideas have come back to bite me in the ass, and I'm like, oh fuck, people are actually listening to me and doing my my dumb joke ideas. Fuck, I have taken to going to our editor and saying, hey, this is dumb, right? And he's like, it's dumb, and I'm all for it. You boys do it. I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Yeah, no, Tucker's gonna enable you too, man. Cause like we're really hoping you're just gonna learn, but like you just don't seem to. So we're just gonna keep letting you like put these out and be like, yeah, let's no, do this. Man, you, you fucking you wrestle with a pig, you're gonna get fucking dirty, and so is the pig. But the difference is the pig likes it. So here we are, motherfuckers. Hey, we didn't watch Snatch this week. All right, we've already talking about that, so we don't need to talk about pigs. I didn't use that saying. And in... oh, okay, okay, just any any reference to pigs. <laughs> I mean, that was like the movie where we Nicholas... really dealt with pigs. We're going to talk about Nicolas Cage's pig, and you're going to be like, hey, that's enough, man. We've already seen some. Oh, I hear that movie's such a letdown. <laughs> it is boring, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this Hallmark-ass fucking movie. Dude, honestly, can we even insult Hallmark like that? It's pretty by the by the book Hallmarky, I think, actually. <laughs> Like, I don't know, maybe, right. maybe I it don't just... have a high opinion of Hallmark like you might, <laughs> but I'm just like, no, it's by the numbers, it's got the same beats, and like, uh... Well, no, it's just because, like, with, with a Hallmark movie, even, like, when I watch, like, my parents having one of those movies on, like, I'll tune in for a second, and then just start laughing to myself, it's just like, this is the plot? Wow. And then, like, it just goes so hard, like, I definitely remember seeing a Hallmark movie, like... It was somehow about Christmas, but also about, like, a firefighter that had the, like, healing hands of Jesus Christ. So, like, he could, like, pick people okay. up off the ground and heal their wounds. And it was insane. But here in A Christmas Prince, well, we, what did we get, you know? Well, we you could always pick, like, the weird ones that stand out because they're fucking weird. But, like, by and large, Hallmark movies are pretty by the numbers. So much so that while watching this, I said, right, we're at the 30-minute mark, so that means she's going to have her fall like in a cut in like what, 5 10 minutes, and then we'll have what 20 minutes of like clean like you know, you know, uh the cleanup where it's like, "Hey, they come back together and it was a misunderstanding didn't even and they get fall in 20 love. minutes of cleanup. We got 10 minutes of cleanup." Well, yeah, I I <laughs> didn't account for the fucking credits. I was just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Because, like, straight up, like, we didn't get to the fall until, like, an hour and ten minutes into this film. Hey, you know what I gotta say about this movie? What? They weren't so embarrassed of it that they high-sped the fucking credits at the end. <laughs> no, they that wanted you bizarre. to know. <laughs> Anyways, but, yeah, we're, we're done once again. We're done with Morbius. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, anyways... It's not going to hurt you um, again, don't worry. I don't know. I just, like I said, I feel like this is a pretty by-the-numbers uh, Hallmarky movie. You know, they meet. Uh, granted, sometimes these Christmas ones, I'm not as familiar with the Christmas-specific ones, but like in the Christmas ones, someone either has a crisis of faith or doesn't believe in the spirit of Christmas. We didn't have that so much here. We just have like... You know, two characters, you know, falling in love based on a lie. Or they don't like each other at first, but then they get to know each other. And, oh, my God, it turns out they're perfect for each other. And then something happens to cause the tension or wedge between them. And then they uh, end up coming back together and everything ends happily. Well, yeah, but, you know, usually they... I love how they chose that the best way to connect these two characters was both from the loss of a parental figure. That's fair, yeah. It was at least a little bit different, what did the I guess. King because like, usually it's always something like, this guy loves Christmas, but she's a hardworking woman that can't stand the holidays. Can this sweet man change her mind? Yeah. Like, this one actually had, like, at least some sweet moments of, like, yeah. actual bonding between these two people that were nice. 
or, or if they do the dead parent thing, it's one of those like, he doesn't believe in Christmas anymore after the death of his mother. And then she teaches him he, that her mom was with him all along with the magic help of a Christmas <laughs> ornament or some bullshit. You know, that kind of thing. I'm going to need, uh, Tucker, I'm going to need some generic jingling music behind us while we do these yeah, promos. I just, need, I, just, I just need jingle bells in the background. <laughs> You know what's the difference between this and a Hallmark movie? What? A Hallmark movie can afford Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to bring it up first. Oh, my god! The fucking intro for this song. Now, maybe you looked up the lyrics. I it's couldn't not even important. find it. I didn't even know what okay, it was. Okay, I was like, it's not important if you couldn't. But it's like, as we're listening to it, you're like listening. You're like, that's the Jingle Bell Rock theme. But wait, they're not singing Jingle Bell Rock. They took Jingle Bell Rock and they did their own lyrics to it. They took the same beat, same notes, same instruments, uh, and then they just had diff- wrote different lyrics because I guess I don't know they couldn't afford it. No, they couldn't. It was I. I told- I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm, I I just have to look this up. Is there okay. any way I can find the music to so, a Christmas Prince? So the cat's out of the bag. Everyone sees we're doing fucking Christmas a uh, Christmas Prince for. Uh, uh, fucking the beginning of October. <laughs> so here's the deal. We're going to watch the trilogy. <laughs> Having none of us seen any of it, but we're going to watch the trilogy. Yeah. And I put a bet out there when we watched it today. I said, how many in before we have, at one point in the movie, they're pl- going to play Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Do you think it's going to happen? As I said it out loud, I was beginning to think like, no, I don't think they will, because they did have other Christmas music. But I think they won't. But since I threw the bet out there, I'm like, I'm gonna say in the second one. I can't, I can't find it. I can't find the song. I can't even look it up. It's so lost to time already, and it was only made in 2017. Uh, I'm assuming it wouldn't say that it does. Lost to time. Um, eh, yeah, it's it's so unoffensive. It's so like I keep describing it as by the numbers. It's so like just one of these movies that I'm just. No, everything about this movie is unoffensive. Yeah, I mean. Like there, there was never a moment where like this movie ever would have potentially towed so, the line. Like you could even see it had like a form formulaic approach to like inclusivity. Yeah, let's let's get to, into a bit of plot because there's some things in the plot that I guess are worth mentioning. I suppose. So we have the typical a starter where it's like you know they don't like each other, but it's because like they're both trying to hail a cab at the same time. She's trying to take a, a cab, I think. Oh no 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 no! That's not how that works. In that, as we can see, there is a line for the cab service. So she was next in line ah. for the first available cab. He just walked straight in and took yeah. it. That was no hailing cabs. It was straight up. This man stole her. Cap ride. And so she calls him a jerk or whatever the fuck. Um, Selfish jerk. Okay. I was I did not specify the type of jerk. Um, so she called him beef jerky. And then um, then uh, it turns out as she uh, is trying to get a report on the prince because the recent king has died. That's relevant. Um and they need a new prince, so they need a the, the crown a new prince. Uh, yet they haven't seen the the prince for a while since he's been gone, whoring and partying and all that stuff. Uh, and so they're like, if he doesn't show up, then he abdicates the the throne. So they're like, hey, go 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 get that uh go get that uh news story because that would be that would be interesting shit if you found that if you uncovered that whole old business. 
Uh, so go to fly to Aldovia, the land of Christmas, uh, and get us a story. And she's like, all right. This is the um, foot in the door. She doesn't want to be a junior editor forever. She doesn't need to be mopping up other people's articles because she knows how to write an article, okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, as we see, the Aldovians are not very kind to the press. So she doesn't have any luck, much like a whole room full of a bunch of reporters don't. Uh, and so she finds a sneaky little sausage way of getting in as she um, gets, uh, you know, she, she works her way in there to try to get uh, uh, in with a um, an interview directly with the prince. Uh, but then finds out, or, but then they think they mistake her for uh, the tutor that's supposed to come in, that was supposed to come in, I think, at the beginning of the next year. Because the last tutor didn't last very long with the uh, the princess. She's just a spirited individual. Yeah, and so she just goes along with it. She's like, "Yep, yep, I'm the uh, I'm the tutor. Sure, I'll go. I'll I'll go help." And homegirl has some props, so she that's the way she wiggles herself into the, their lives and gets to live there. And everyone's what was that so wrong? Everyone's such a dickhead to her. <laughs> Every time someone sees her, and she's dressed like just nicely like i don't know she's not wearing like these like very pompous robes and shit she's just wearing like cat like very nice uh formal clothes but everyone looks at her and they're like oh i see someone let the help in or like oh look at her she looks so impoverished and stuff it's like a what the she just she looks fine <laughs> is she wearing converse in the <laughs> she does wear she does wear the converse but like everything else she wears is just like a like a business clothes or whatever there's even a f- yeah, nice jacket all that stuff there's even a funny part later this is skipping ahead but there's an even funny uh, part later where they give her like the, uh, the 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 people who work for uh, the, the the crown they come and they tailor her a dress for a special event that she's invited to. And so they give her like the dress and she does that. They do the, like the slow pan from the, you know, the feet upwards as we, you know, do the whole, like, Hey, the, the, the ugly girl with the glasses took off her glasses and she's hot, <laughs> but she just looks the same, except she's wearing a goofy dress now. And every, all of a sudden we're supposed to like, look, like everyone's reaction is like stunned. And we're supposed to be like, Oh wow. She's so different. She looks fine. Like she always did. Y'all just put a poofy weird dress on her. <laughs> like she was all, already a good looking woman like she was fine and she looked nice in formal clothes but just like oh dear look at the help trying to be one of us <laughs> like i'm sorry dear are you lost you clearly don't belong here i'm like how does she look different from any of the other background extras here <laughs> Like, to be honest, like, most of the time, like, the prince was wearing a suit to public events. She was wearing stuff just as nice as a yeah, suit. Yeah, it didn't make any goddamn sense, but we're just, like, <laughs> just dogpiling this poor lady. Maybe um, it's because they could see the price tags and, like, they knew, or the merchandise tags and knew where she was <laughs> buying from. Uh, Citadel Delvia, well aware of Payless. <laughs> Madam, it appears you have stepped out of a J.C. Penney's catalog. Oh, you went to Nordstrom, Rack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so before I forget, because I'm going to go back to like this plot here. But speaking of which, at one point, we have the whole like, hey, look, the, the, the princess, whatever, uh can't stand her or thinks that she's judging her but and so she hates her they're standoffish with each other or she's standoffish with her and eventually you know she warms up to her they become friends and they're like 
she's like her favorite person, I think, in all the castle. Uh, but, you know, that whole business of it. Because she's different. And because yeah. she understands. She understands. And she doesn't judge her or feel bad for her. Um, or see her as a weirdo. Um, but yeah, later as they bond, she gets her a gift and it's just like this James Avery ass bracelet. <laughs> it's like a store-bought in the box and everything. It's like a, you're fucking royalty. I sent I sent the housemaster to the nearest James Avery. They said this was selling nicely for the poor. And you have one charm for it. Because now you can build them yourself. You're like you're yeah. doing something. Yeah, and every, I mean, you know, I'm too poor to get someone a James Avery thing, but I am not royalty. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they're just making fun of her for, like, you know, dressing, I, I don't know, like a formal person who is there to do a job, and yet, like, that's her gift. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so weird. The disconnect is so fucking just. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so once again, like, what else? What else you want me to tell you? Poor lady. Like, I feel like this is a. I feel like this is obvious. Like this is how it should work. It's the nicest gift you could get. James Avery bracelet. <laughs> when honestly, she can afford a villa. I want to stress this. I can't stress this enough. I'm not dogging on anyone who gives a James Avery gift. It's just the tonal <laughs> disconnect. From what the how these people are acting in any given situation, uh, but oh yeah, so they're dogging on this lady. Um, she clearly doesn't know a goddamn thing about math. Which honestly, as she's like looking at the equations, shit, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, looks right." I'm like, "I'd do the same, girl." Like, I I don't know what any of that shit means. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like we said, the uh, the the girl hates uh, ha- hates her at first because. Uh, every tutor she's had, I guess, looks down on her because she has a um, spinal bifida, I believe is what she says. And basically, she needs, she gets around with assistance of a wheelchair, and I think sometimes she uses crutches. So I guess any other tutor she's had before kind of looked down at her or judged her or thought uh, lesser of her, I guess, uh, for that. Or I guess maybe felt like she was a charity case or, or something like that. Uh, and so she has, uh, what's her name? Amber, I guess. Uh, treat her with, you know, basic human decency. <laughs> and thus they become friends because, wow, she's just, you know, being a genuine person. <laughs> like, honestly, the rapport with each other as the movie goes on, it's like kind of like, oh, that's nice. You, you buy the friendship because they go out and they do cool shit. Yeah. Conspire with each other. They go toboggan together. Yeah, they break a uh, window. Oh, yeah. They give, like, someone who they just said, toboggan, like, yeah. I've never shot an arrow before in my life. A bow and arrow to shoot. But of course, you know, he's so dreamy as he's like helping her like adjust her stance. So yeah. you just get yeah. lost looking up at him and then I boom, you shoot yeah, an yeah. arrow through a palace window into an ancient tapestry. I'm putting that on the prince because like he's getting her posture, sure, and he's kind of telling her how to shoot it. But then he's he's getting in way too close. He's, like, hovering to the point where I'm pretty sure she could feel his breath kind of thing. I'm like, all right, buddy. Shoot your shot, Prince. Shoot your shot. <laughs> so she shoots through the window and shoots a, ho- a painting of a horse right in the ass. Also, before that, that she broke horse. a Ming vase. So I guess Aldovia has at one point colonized and taken some relics from <laughs> the Ming dynasty. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> it belongs to the natives. <laughs> 
belongs in a museum that is owned by the natives. Compromise. <laughs> there we go. Take some notes, Indiana. Well, Bitch. it's broken now, so they're never getting it back. You know, with some super glue, anything can be fixed. Mm, mm, I'm going to avoid making another video game reference. So. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> but yeah, as they're doing that, she she sees like, oh shit, the prince is kind of just a wacky, goofy kind of guy. Uh, he does seem to be a little like carefree, but he has what did she say? Like he has like a, a sadness in him. It's somewhere in there. And oh, oh, there's our hallmark target right there. You got you got us a sad boy. Naturally, she's in love. But Kaz. <laughs> It's a yeah. misunderstood sad boy, but would you like to talk about the orphans? I would like to talk about the orphans. All right. Please, I leave the stage thank, to you. Thank you. I mean, I have been talking this whole time. <laughs> but I mean, it was your idea. <laughs> oh, chime, chime in once in a while, eh? Give a, give a sister a break, I... man. Uh, oh, no, man. I'm going to let you hang yourself with this so... one. Thank you. You give me just enough Christmas cord lights just to hang myself. Hey, this is my version of Black Christmas. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> so, I do want to talk about these orphans, though. Cause we, no, this was a great point. Because he's, you know, he, he he's trying to show, like, hey, look, I'm, he, I think he's even at his father's grave at one point. He's like, hey, look, I'm going to take on the, I'm going to take the crown. I'll never be as good as you, and I don't really want it, but I'll do it for you and for mom, whatever. And so to show he's doing his duties and all this stuff, or living up to his duties, one of the things he had to do before getting crowned was... Uh, I will say, I will say real quick, that graveyard sequence happened after this event. Oh, did it? Okay. After he did come to terms with that, he wanted to be king. Oh, okay. This was still in the time that where makes he was still this even it. worse. No, actually, I don't know. Uh huh. But like, so he to, to try to take on responsibility and show that he's there for the people of Aldovia and all that stuff. He goes to a benefit fundraiser for an orphanage. Yep. So he's go there. They're doing whatever the fuck you do for an or, or, or you know for a fundraiser. But like he's just supposed to be there at the end and give a speech. Yes. Which after kicking out all the press last time, they're just thirsty to see him. You know, you're chomping at the bit to get him to you know some words from him to see what he's you know gonna be like as a as a king or prince or whatever the fuck he's gonna be. Um, and the queen is looking stunning, ready to give yes. this speech. Ready to see her son take on some responsibility. It's yeah. she's even wearing some like a beautiful necklace for the occasion, looking great. Yeah, really showing Amber up again. Uh, <laughs> but fucking peasants. But yeah, she <laughs> does her little intro and she introduces the prince to you know to get him on stage, and the press is all excited. Nothing. He doesn't show up. She's like, I I'm sure he'll be here any minute now. He's probably getting the fuck out of here. You know, that kind of business. Uh, Where is my son, damn yeah. it? And the daughter and the two, the newspaper late up, uh, Amber. I'm just going to call her by name because I don't want to be switching between, like, who she's supposed to be and who she is. Uh, Amber, uh, is, she's, she's taking the, uh, uh, the the princess, you know, on her, on her wheelchair, and she says, I think I know where he is, and so we see them, we cut to them going to, like, this 
courtyard somewhere where the orphanage is and he's there playing soldier with like the orphans and they set up a little snowman and they're all setting up a firing squad to assassinate i'm sorry to um, <laughs> execute this snowman because i guess they do execution by Both firing squad and are so bad but would definitely be used by this state but i guess they do uh firing squad executions in aldovia because no one bats an eye at this this is fine uh <laughs> And it's then normal, the, man. And this the, is the Aldovian way. Then the kids commit an act of treason, and they all attack the prince with snowballs instead of the snowman, which which they all should have been killed by firing squad, I would think. Um, but yeah, exactly. Arrested, killed by firing but, squad. But uh, <laughs> that's just how the scene <laughs> plays out. Um, so yeah, they find him there, and um, yeah, it it turns out he was playing with the orphans and having you know cheering them up and having fun with them rather than going and giving a bo- you know a boring speech. And so, Wait, what is this stuffy gonna speech do for the orphans? You would think that since this is a fundraiser, since they found we found our prince who's supposed to be on stage right now giving a speech to fundraise for these orphans, that now that we found him, we would go and escort his ass back to where he needs to do to do his princely goddamn duties. But what happens is, after we have this fun, heartwarming moment, we cut to. Back at the bench, at back at the castle, where the mom chastises the prince, is like, "I can't believe you shirked your duties and never showed up." And then he, Mister Sad Mopey Prince Man, gets sad and mopey and says, "I thought my duty was to the orphans." And it's like, (laughs) "Yes, motherfucker, that's what the fundraiser is for. You could have raised so much money for the orphans and made them happy for longer than just." I don't know, two hours of playing Firing Squad and executions with them? But Mama, the orphans were smiling, Mama. Think long-term, dickhead. From this point on, I was like, okay, I'm on Team Simon. He gets the crown now. Simon, by the way, being like, I think a cousin uh, of the prince. And since uh, Aldovia doesn't acknowledge um, women, (laughs) they aren't going to crown the princess. Um, so they instead they would look for the next male heir, which goes to Simon being the cousin. Yep, unfortunately, and Simon has to. And be I was like, all like, right. Yes, he drives a Ferrari. <laughs> yes, he's going to use taxpayer money to buy more cars. And yes, he's willing to go into a loveless marriage for a woman that's way more attractive than him for the, the clout. The lady, yeah, the lady <laughs> doesn't even care about love either. She's all about stature and status and being the queen. I mean, it's true, but I mean, yeah, she, uh, so Sophia, yeah, there she is. She's the one trying to worm her way into the prince's life. She's basically the part that makes the love triangle and just you know being like, come on, you know what we had, and they never say why they broke up. But he's like, oh, they did. You know we don't work. Oh, they did. They did. Uh, the reason they <laughs> broke up was because she sold a story about the family to a tabloid. She no didn't way. cheat on him. She sold a story about That's him. That's fucking hilarious considering where the story goes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, if I'd have known that, I'd have lost my fucking mind. <laughs> well, now you knew. So lose your fucking mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Simon is just... He's not even that offensive or doesn't seem that terrible. He just seems like, yes, he also wants the crown, but like... Does he ever give the impression that he's going to be malicious with his power and status? If anything, 
I think he said he was like educated in economics and, <laughs> and how to run a country. But that's the thing. Which the prince doesn't seem to. They don't want that because in this day and age, royal families don't actually usually do anything in government. They're more just, they are the face of the public. They represent the public. And it's the prime minister and their okay. uh government groups like representatives and everything that truly run the nation and come up with policy and then the royal family signs that policy into law but most of the time like i i would imagine that the government of aldovia would not want a king (laughs) that is super involved in politics Ooh, I'm calling it now. You're going to feel so embarrassed when we watch the sequel and the ki- the royal family is so fucking involved in the politics of Aldovia. You just fucking watch. And if it is, dude, if it is, I'm going to be like, this is a fucking tyranny right now. You're telling me that we're still in a nation that believes in fucking monarchs? Like, Aldov- really? Really? Aldovia does? Where is Aldovia, by I the don't- way? Because everyone's, like, Do British. Do you really think Aldovia is a real nation? No, no, but where's it supposed to be in the movie is what I'm saying. Like, have we just replaced the British monarchy? It just seems like a small Christmas town. <laughs> like, it seems like just a small little area that maybe, like, like you know, they got emancipated years on back. And then they just decided, ah, fucking just leave them. It's not Wait. like they can do anything. They have no real power. Is this a real place? <laughs> Uh, no, it's not a real place. The location was in Romania okay. that they filmed. Uh, mm. But according to no one talks their okay. info, Aldovia is a mountainous Central European nation situated south of Bulgaria. So yeah, that's okay. That's, that's 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 the location. So there's lore. Maybe I should have waited. Maybe this would have been answered in the later movies. <laughs> we, maybe. Oh my god, are we in an Maybe old earth? Map. Like, is this not actually Maybe earth? on the map. I don't know, yeah, sure. Holy crap. Is this some, like, an alternate earth where, like, European nations, like, fractured in a different way and they have different names? Okay, I was gonna say, like, I don't know how different it is because Amber's definitely from New York and her dad is Super Mario, so... <laughs> no, before people freak out, no, her dad is not played by Bob Hoskins. Rest in peace, Bob Hoskins. No, but <laughs> what Kaz just, is trying to say here... He's a short, bald, fat uh, pizza man. <laughs> wow. Mm. Oof, Kaz. Oof. He made his own pizza place. <laughs> you just immediately go with the Mario joke. Yes. Just immediately with the Mario joke. Yes. Did you see the mustache on that man? <laughs> I did see the mustache on that man, and it was very <laughs> prestigious. Anyways, and I, I was, I was happy for him. Um. So yeah. See. So it's, we have real locations too. So it's just Europe that got all fucked up in this alternate world. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's only a minor yeah. difference. It's not gonna. Uh, this is not like the I most said, interesting just alt have... earth in existence. Okay. This is like one of those branching Earths from like everything everywhere all at once, where it's just like it's only a slight change. All right, calm down. I'm just like I said, I'm just saying it's probably just a small place that got emancipated years ago and didn't get reconquered or reabsorbed, and they were just like, fuck it, it's just a small Christmas. No one can even find it on the map. What the fuck are we gonna like 
take over them for or just leave them. Oh, I thought you meant like let's just abandon this <laughs> this nation. Like I know it was annexed into our yeah. kingdom, but you know what? Let's just get rid of it. Like Altovia <laughs> was a part of Brexit. <laughs> But unfortunately, Brexit also left them behind. Brexit also uh, abandoned Aldovia. <laughs> <laughs> this moral family's been in power for like three years. <laughs> do we want to talk about the acorn? Or do we want to wait to talk about the acorn? We got a few things here or there, but let's talk about that fucking acorn. Eh? Uh... First, some that? context. The, the king some is context. very into handmade ornaments. Thank you, thank you. So Which there's is... a beautiful sequence of like, it is time for the royal family of Aldovia to put together the family Christmas tree. And we see like some really nice ornaments coming out of storage. But then we are told that a lot of them were handmade by the king. And while Simon, the prick just makes fun of these handmade ornaments. Hey, hey, the hey, sweet hey, boy, hey, the sweet, hey, loving, innocent, hey. misunderstood, and maybe emotionally vulnerable prince says, well, you know, father always said handmaids were always the best gift because that's what was important, the love in the handmade gift. Okay, but the Simon's credit... That first ornament they pull out and they say, yes, father said it was supposed to be an, an elephant. And Simon's there. I was like, it looks like a bear. He's right. It does look like a bear. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like everyone just wants to dunk on Simon the immediate chance they get. Just like Simon could say just like, oh, you know, that cloud actually I think looks like a, a bird. And they'll be like, fuck you, Simon. That looks like a plane. Those are butt cheeks, Simon. Uh- <laughs> But, like, everyone just loves to fucking dunk on Simon. Yeah, no one can stand him. We get to the... Well, all right. I'll get to there in a bit. Uh, well, yeah, because okay. of the homemade... the, the Their father's philosophy and penchant for homemade uh, ornaments, I thought that's why when um, the princess was giving Amber a gift, I thought she was going to give her something handmade or something that she put together herself. I thought that would have been, like, a sweet gesture. Mm-hmm. But then I, that's why I thought it was so funny. I'm like, oh, you just went to a store and bought this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, the king would do handmade ornaments. And so they focus on the most recent ornament. That was this beautiful giant acorn. And, you know, I let my guard down. I I thought to myself, we're watching a Hallmark movie. Like, I don't really have to pay attention. Turns out... We have a Chekhov's gun and a fucking giant acorn Christmas ornament. Yeah, what did, didn't they have some kind of like weird saying they associated with the acorn? Did they? No, no. What happens is I think at the end uh, she gets the hint because Super Mario tells her something about... Um, uh, it was something about like... Um, I think Eve... The, like something about like the death of a tree plants new seeds or something like that, and that's what gives her the hint about the acorn or something. It wasn't as that that yeah. line exactly, but it was something along those lines. And so she was like, because like, she was like, oh my god, the king is the dead tree, <laughs> the acorn, the acorn. And and the re- before we go further, we do have to explain. So after this beautiful sequence and 
Amber getting close to the prince. There is a moment where the prince and Amber are alone in, like, I guess a cottage near the estate. Mm -hmm. And he explains more about himself and how a lot of the stories about him aren't true. I know every guy says that. But, you know, he's he's being honest and genuine. And just look at his eyes. They're so small. And they're so sad. And... (laughs) <laughs> and you can just fix them if you try like if you really try well he fucking reveals that i guess his dad like the king of aldovia left a riddle for his family to solve after he died yeah and you're like okay well that's that's a weird flex but hey maybe he's a fun dad maybe that's just like hey you know they always know i do like puzzles and weird tricks so this will be funny so the prince is under the impression that, like, he just has to grow to become able to solve a riddle like this. Like, this riddle will make him a better person. Like, there's a purpose to this riddle. So we then ditch the riddle subplot because we can't stick around for that too long, okay? We gotta, we gotta get to the fall and Christmas and everything. And we now learn Amber finds out that the prince is actually adopted and is not of royal blood, so therefore has no claim to the throne. And seeing yep. as Aldovia is a patriarchal uh, kingdom, the next heir to the throne wouldn't be his younger sister. It would be his cousin. Uh, what was his name? Simon. Simon. So Amber is like in this state of trying to figure out, should I write this story? Should I ruin his life? Should I just give him a chance? What do I do? Well, the ex-girlfriend comes in and totally just fucks everything up and steals the adoption papers so they can overthrow the prince before he's crowned and Simon can go up and they're immediately married and she becomes queen of Aldovia. So, you know, mm-hmm. plots on plots on plots. Amber's yeah. ruined their lives. This but is where we're at. before Amber is revealed to be a fraud, they are dancing. That part where she has the dress and magically she's hot even though she looks the same. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are dancing. And he, he gives her a heart-to-heart and tells her, like, you've made me who I am today. She's like, oh, that's a bit far. You know, like, he's like, you know, you're the only one here I trust. The only one here who tells me the truth. And that's why I would have lost my mind if I found out why he broke up with Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Because this bitch has been going, even though she hasn't published anything, and they're not going to publish anything until she does it, she's been telling her fucking friends at BuzzFeed this whole time (laughs) about every juicy detail. They know he's adopted. They know that he's and all the rumors aren't true. They know the whole fucking drama going on because she tells them every fucking night. (laughs) And then it was like one of those things where they're just like, girl, publish the story. if, If something happened and she got thrown in the dun the, the dungeon that i'm swear aldovia has oh they do have it uh then her friends at buzzfeed could have just printed the damn thing anyways but they didn't want to do that to their girl you know well no i'm just saying after she's you know in the the fucking dungeon it's like all right well now's one of our time to uh rise in the ranks <laughs> of buzziest so anyway I know what they rank themselves Amber is feeling pretty shitty. She is going to go home. And at the airport, she calls her dad. And that's when her dad sprinkles this word of wisdom. The thing about dead trees sprouting new life or dropping seeds or whatever. And that's when Amber realizes the answer to the riddle is the acorn. 
The acorn ornament is the answer. Why is the acorn ornament the answer, you might ask? Well, when she <laughs> runs back to the kingdom, to the castle, after convincing the housemaster to let her through to the tree, what is in the acorn that this king left, written and sealed in a homemade acorn ornament? The king has written his final decree pre his death that would save his family from being ousted from the crown and possibly ousted from the kingdom and being replaced by a new monarchy. So, yeah. Um, or new, 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 new king. And he hid it in a riddle in a place that they would have to find first. And in this decree, he says, yeah, my son's adopted. It's cool, though. He can be king, though. <laughs> yes. This man waited until his deathbed to create a decree, thus changing the law of the country and the succession rules of the royal family, which, by the way, probably has a lot more process to it than just Hey, I wrote this decree before I died. Sign, mm. boop, put it in the acorn. We're good, fam. But no. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Everyone really hates Simon. I know everyone there, really hates Simon. We're, I'm not denying at, that. We're at Simon's coronation as he's taken the place of the prince. And he's about to get dubbed the new king. When, uh, when, when, uh, what's our prince's name? Richard? When Richard comes in with the decree and the news that, hey, look, actually, uh, oh, no, yeah, him and, him and the, uh, uh, Amber come in with the news that, like, hey, look, we have the final decree. It says, it's, uh, my dad says it's all cool, though. Like, blood don't mean shit. Uh, <laughs> and they read it and they're like, well, it's got his seal. All right, well, you heard him. I guess he's going to be the king after all. And everyone in the pulpit cheers. <laughs> They're like, oh, thank God we don't get this dickhead Simon. After they were all there to swear him in. On Christmas were, Day, uh, no less. Granted, yes, that is Sophia's fault. She did, like, have them come in. She was like, she was like but madam, it's Christmas. She was like... I don't care what day it is. It's happening now, motherfucker. Bring him in. <laughs> I'm going to be quick. So, granted, I guess maybe there's a little pet- bit of pettiness in that cheering, but eh, that's no, fine. No, people like, couldn't stand everyone Simon hates to begin Simon. with. Because even at the party yeah. when uh, Amber first meets uh, Simon, it's just like she messes up just by introducing us. Like, no, you're going to address me as this. And how dare they let the help into parties like this. It's like, there's a lost maid, and even Princess Emily's just like, she's my guest, Simon. Oh, you know what? Actually, because you were saying, like, I'm sure it takes more process than that, but everyone there was just so happy to be rid of Simon that they were like, no, fuck it, we're doing it, he's king. He's like, but... but he's king. And he even says, like, I will, me and my my wife will see you on court. She says, well, you'll need a divorce lawyer, too, and she fucks off. But, like, no, he's he has, I guess, is within his right to take that to court because this is... This is too sudden. There's not enough research. They just came in and said, it's got the seal. We're all good. Hey, we all hate Simon, right? All right. 
Let's do this thing. <laughs> but yeah, maybe Simon does have a legit case. Maybe that's what the next movie is. Maybe the next oh, the next movie, next movie is might be, be a huge legal process. Rise of Simon. Simon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm looking forward to the sequel now. I'm in. <laughs> a Christmas Prince 2. The Rise, Rise of Simon. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> this could be right as shit. Shit. I'm gonna be so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop because I'm gonna get myself excited, and that's not gonna be like we're gonna have like the fucking like Santa Claus movies where Simon's the bad guy. All of a sudden, he's just like the friendly, like goofy, like side character. No, this is Christmas Prince though. So like, he has to take in Christmas magic. So you see, fucking Simon show up as like the new Jack Frost, uh, just decimate uh, the entire no. kingdom. Of Everything Antonia. we're talking, our fan fiction right now is anything cooler than is gonna be way cooler than anything we're gonna see. <laughs> So we gotta we gotta stop now before the fan fiction becomes too great, too hey great. Man, sometimes we just need the good fan fiction. Only though. setting ourselves up for disappointment. But I'm looking forward How to making fan. Dare you. I'm looking forward to making fan fiction for the third one after we see the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the third one's really about the rise of Simon. <laughs> no, it's gonna be called the Last Aldovian. <laughs> the last of the Aldovians. <laughs> Somehow starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Fuck, dude, and I'm really excited also, about these next movies. Also finds a way to bring back Palpatine for some reason. How dare they pull up something so bold and brilliant. <laughs> Please tell me they just go with, somehow Palpatine's in our universe. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not connected to some sort of Fortnite secret, I'm just, I'm leaving. Oh, dude, I, I I don't play Fortnite, so I would love to see the Christmas Prince in Fortnite. <laughs> well, you know that's what happened with Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard. <laughs> Just like, oh, all right, let's do that. Give me a Fortnite game where I have to go hunt down the King of Aldovia <laughs> and his peasant girlfriend. Oh, that's another thing, huh? So, because of the decree, which, by the way, I feel bad. I keep calling the princess the princess because I don't remember her name. Um, Emily. Whatever. Uh, Is it? Sure. Um, yeah, it's Princess Emily. The, the fucking king was like, I could make a decree to make an exception where this non-blood-related child of mine, who I... We'll claim as my child, which sure, you know, I, I have nothing against, you know, adopted families. That's cool. But, like, I'm going to make him make sure that we're going to supersede the rule of succession to make him the rightful heir. When I do have an actual blood flesh relative or child daughter here, who the mother even calls a miracle because she wasn't supposed to be able to have kids, uh, rather than, you know, pass on the throne to her, we're still going to just... Yeah, no, it's it's strictly patriarchal. Like, no, 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 no. Yo, we just we just let adopted sons become king. All right, let's not <laughs> let's not start getting crazy here. Yeah, but women, women rule. <laughs> Kafar, sir. Yeah, because like it was one of those things where just like, why can't the queen just rule? She's doing a pretty great job of it right now. Right. No. She was there supporting the orphans the right way. Women can't rule Aldovia. It is high treason, and you will be thrown in the dungeon before killed by firing squad. Uh, oh, there but, again with that firing squad. We know it's there. But now, we now know it's there. But now, I bring up the dungeon thingy because I think uh, the princess had made jokes to the reporters about like because they wouldn't stop pestering uh, her and uh, Amber, and so she makes a joke of like, 
or she whispers to him and she's like what'd you say she's like oh, i told him if he wouldn't leave us alone we'd throw him in his dungeon <laughs> throw him in the dungeon she's like y'all don't really have a dungeon she's like <laughs> didn't want to answer I'm like oh they got a dungeon because I think so, later on, someone also makes a joke about like throwing someone in the dungeon. I'm like, there's clearly a dungeon. Like We're all <laughs> laughing, but there's skeletons down there now. Um, but yeah, by the end of the movie, we have the, non, the not blood descendant prince marrying the not blood royalty lady from New York to make the new monarchy, I guess. None of these... You this know? fucking movie, dude. <laughs> As you're just trying to make some sort of point of over, you're just like, we're really talking about a Christmas <laughs> prince right now. And we're trying here. We're really coming together with this like story and we're having a good time and I'm having fun here, but we're talking about a Christmas prince. You wanna prince. go back to writing fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking tempt me with I, a good time, dude. I I fucking hope by the third one it turns out the the king like faked his death. And he's back. Look, if I don't get some sort of like MCU crossover event with the Christmas Prince where Iron Man gives his life to save Santa Claus mm. in the spirit of Christmas, then like, what are we doing here? Unfortunately, I think this came out too late for us to even cross over with Netflix MCU. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'd be all for that. Fucking Jessica Jones just <laughs> for some reason has to wind up in Aldovia. I don't know, investigating some detective bullshit. <laughs> Jessica Jones. Maybe she's maybe she's hired by Richard. Simon. <laughs> Jessica Jones gets hired by Simon, goes to Aldovia. <laughs> That's when Richard has to call upon an old friend to take down Jessica Jones because for the safety of Aldovia, Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> when he got trouble with the spawn of legal trouble here in the United States, I don't you know? know. Daredevil might clash with the Christmas aesthetic of Aldovia. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's got a candy cane suit just in case. <laughs> it's it's the horns. <laughs> what if they're candy canes? And he calls himself Daredevil. What can't just make everything a candy cane? <laughs> Fucking watch me, bro. Yeah, he's candy cane colored, and his horns are candy canes, <laughs> and his staff's a candy cane. <laughs> Daredevil is a candy cane. And instead cane. of a DD, it's on his chest as a CC for candy cane. <laughs> a new hero. Hey, man, anything for the Christmas spirit, I'm telling you, dude. This is the Christmas special I need from the MCU just candy cane Daredevil. <laughs> I need to commission uh, <laughs> someone to draw that. <laughs> hey, Cass, can you draw something for me? I don't know exactly who to commission. <laughs> so is there anything else you think we need to bring up for this movie? Boy, howdy, I just gotten started. No, I think that's about it. Uh, she uh, gets fired from her job because she writes the truth about the prince and it's too much of a fluffy feel-good story. And I, I don't know, I think it's still, I think, an interesting story, given all the twists and turns and bullshit that happened. But I guess it's too fluffy for BuzzFeed, and they don't want, you know, that. So she, I think, is going back to just being the paper copier, and she's like, fuck it, I quit, I'm out, I'm out, I don't know what I'm doing. And then she works for her dad before the prince comes and sweeps her off her feet and marries her in New York on New Year's Eve. But we don't want to call it the New Year's... Uh, 
Eve, Prince. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> All right. Cool. So did you like it? Uh, eh, I had fun because like, we were just joking or, you know, just kind of dunking on it like you do with a Hallmark movie. You're like... You could predict the story beats happening, and you know if you treat everything like a, like you're a live audience at like a scandalous soap opera, it makes a Hallmark movie kind of funny. Like, <laughs> so uh, it's not my kind of movie. I don't really care about these Hallmarky bullshits, but eh, it's, a, it's it's fun to clown on with friends, or uh, you know, it's it's not even like the worst made movie. It's just of Hallmark quality. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, this was, this was decently put together, I guess. It was competently done, unlike some other movies we've seen. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so how did you like it, Sir Squarin? Watching this movie just reminded me, just like, it's a lot of fun watching movies with you. Like, we have a lot of fun watching movies every week and with the people that join us. Yeah. But I hope to never watch this movie again after we're done with this. <laughs> but I'm really excited for the second movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, eh, if someone has it on, I'll probably be doing something else, playing the Switch or something. But like, it doesn't need my attention. But I don't. If it's on in the background, it's not. It doesn't offend me. I do love that we had some people show up and thinking we're gonna watch spooky stuff for October, and immediately oh, they're they're just so like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get it. Hey, it was the we wanted. I am also the per- kind of person. I'm also the kind of person who is like, I don't care about Christmas bullshit. Uh, before it's time. I've been watching nothing but spooky shit other than this. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty dope. I mean, honestly, like, I I can't see myself watching this movie again. There, I, I see no reason to watch this movie again. I, I like, it was yeah, an hour and a half, and it felt longer than an hour and a half because it was a Hallmark movie, and they're not really for me, and I was just kind of bored. But, like, I loved hanging out with my friends, and I loved yeah. making fun of it. But did I like it? No, not really. Yeah. It's so nothing of a movie. Just, eh, it was there. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> so anyway, what's going on in our lives, Kaz? We're starting October, and despite what this podcast may seem like, uh, we are going to play uh, spooky shit for uh, the month of October on our stream. You can uh, get these podcasts uh, live. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's number two ND in the word respawn. Uh, every Friday at 10 Central US time. We'll be talking about uh, Christmas Prince here, but for the rest of the week, we're going to do spooky shit like playing World of Horror, The Quarry, uh, Dead of Night, Alien Isolation, Moons of Madness, and Song of Horror, stuff like that. Um, and also, I believe this Sunday, if you're hearing it not live, you've missed it, but October 2nd, Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. us and Sir Square and Indigibubs, a former uh, guest on this podcast, are going to play Monster Prom, so that should be fun on Sunday at 4 o'clock, so... The raw charismatic energy as we seduce monsters is going to yeah. be palpable. We're going to fuck so many monsters. Uh, <laughs> I said it in the nice way, but you just had to fucking I'm, sully it, did Monster you? fucker is a fun thing to say. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. We're, we're joined by the spooky, or or I don't know, um, festive, uh, <laughs> whichever you want to be, Sir Squarin, who you can also catch uh, twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin. That's 
Sir, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N, which he'll be playing, I imagine, also spooky stuff. But why don't you go ahead and talk yeah, to me? Yeah, uh, I will be doing a little bit of Subnautica. I am deathly afraid of the ocean, so we'll see how that goes for me. I'm going to try to play some more Resident Evil games, and uh, I'm going to jump into some, see if I can jump into some more indie horror games based on, like, cosmic horror and Lovecraft tropes. Is That's usually where I find myself. And uh, we're going to be doing a few D&D stuff on my channel. I have a few streamers that will be uh, joining me mid-October or near the end of October for a fun D&D adventure. And then I have a D&D one-shot I'm going to be a part of on a uh, collaborator by the name of Queso Cactus, where I will be joining on for a high-level one-shot that'll be a lot of fun. And then at the end of October, we should hopefully be throwing Dungeon Nightmares where the boys from Dungeon Daydreams will be back with either some returning characters or new characters, and uh, my collaborator, Queso Cactus, will be joining us as we explore another one of our fun little horror stories that I love to put our players through. And uh, this uh, this podcast comes out edited every week. Uh, our good friend Tucker wins. Uh, you can follow them at uh, Twitter... Uh, Twitter.com uh, forward slash Tucker wins or twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. Uh, they just came back playing a little bit of Fortnite. They put in a lot of work every week for us to edit this podcast and get it out to us in a very fun manner where we sound good, even though it never actually is good. But we love it and it's great. And we thank them every week for that. And if you haven't checked them out, please do. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts usually. And um, if you like what you hear, please, please share with anyone you know. Please share with whoever you think might like this. This is the type of exposure we ask for, so we do ask for your help with this. If you like it, please share. Um, and next week we're doing a Christmas Prince too, a royal wedding. Oh, I was going to say Rise of Simon. That's right. Royal <laughs> wedding. Well, no. See, how it goes for me is... Okay. Snowstorm. Up a mountain, into the mouth of a dead god. A shadowy figure appears in front of a blue flame. As a voice calls into the cave... Removing his hood, I, Count Simon Duxbury of Aldovia, am here for revenge. A Christmas Prince Royal Wedding, The Rise of Simon, coming soon.